Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by Sportsbook Review. This year's tournament has seen its share of upsets, Tate. It might even see a couple more. Yes. We don't know yet. But one upset that you cannot afford is picking the wrong place to bet. Sportsbook Review is the industry standard when it comes to rating and ranking online sports betting sites with top sign-up bonuses, the best mobile platforms, reduced juice and early lines. Sportsbook Review has helped hundreds of thousands of customers get in on the action. For a limited time, head over to sportsbookreview.com slash ringer for easy access to free picks, live odds, and a list of the best sites for betting throughout the remainder of this year's NCAA tourney. Again, that is sportsbookreview.com slash ringer and come out a winner. And we're also brought to you by SeatGeek, the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events, concerts, and more. For $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event, just like the Final Four, we may be using SeatGeek, possibly. Uh, use promo code OSP. Uh, if you're down with OSP, download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. We are also brought to you by the TheRinger.com. Where you are going to write something, right? Yeah, I'll probably write something at some point on the ringer.com. That'll be impressive. I'll write it. I'll uh, probably read I'm that. I'm going to cover that. I did, I did the mailbag on Friday. Um, it was a, a lot of Sister Jean emails, as we anticipated. Uh, I didn't want to didn't really answer them, but I wanted to include them. A lot of people had fun Sister Jean things. But I think Sister Jean, you and I were early on this, date where we said... She's turned heel. She's, I, but I think she's turned heel for the rest of America. We will get into it on the podcast. We will get into uh, just kind of everything going on in the Final Four. We've done like, what is this, our third or fourth Final Four preview podcast? Um, At this point, we really don't have much to say about the Final Four then. It is happening, but we 6.09 have, Eastern, but we'll we, see the first game. But we are on the ground here in San Antonio, and we do have stories. We have been here, we have been out to the parties, we've been rubbing elbows. With we've the been on shots. the scene. We've been on the scene. We're going to talk about all of that and more, but first, Woody Durham. All right, Tate, we are here. It is about 1 o'clock local time here in San Antonio on Friday. Um, there's stuff going on everywhere. It's, it's, the madness has descended. It's, it, the madness was spread all, out, all over the country. It's all come to San Antonio. It's hard to lay. My head's just on a swivel. There's open practices going on. There's parties going on. We're, we're kind of going rogue. We are, are doing the three-on-three thing, which... Um, if you don't really pay it, so as you watch that, we went to the college slam dunk and three point contest. And it was my understanding as I was growing up and I would watch this every year that this was sort of like an NCAA thing. Maybe the NCAA wasn't officially sanctioning it, but it was like, a, yeah, go ahead. This is fun. Like we support. It was this. like the one time they were able to get the student athletes like on the floor, you know, and like right. support them in some other way. It's like, look at these guys. We'll give them their last shot. The seniors are here. But what I've quickly learned is that the three-on-three thing that we're about to be a part of is very much anti-NCAA. <laughs> and it's in direct competition it's against a, yes, the NCAA. Yes. So it's, it, we're, we're putting the weird spot of like, <laughs> we're here we're here for the Final Four. We're excited for the Final Four. But we're also excited for this thing that's like spitting in the face of amateur athletics and what the NCAA stands for. Yeah, re- rebellions are built on hope and we are the hope for the rebellion. We have pitched this whole idea of dropping duffel bags of money. We've been talking about all year, dropping bags. It's been our brand a little bit. We've talked about good guys, bad guys guys and and all sorts of guys even cow guys at times 
And now we have this event where they're actually going to give us a bag of money to then throw to players yeah. to celebrate their winnings. It's $1,000 per win in the tournament, which is going to be and crazy. I, I, we bring that up because uh, we got we got in here on Thursday night. Um, yeah. So yesterday, as we're, we're, we're currently recording this in our hotel room. Mm-hmm. Um, we get in on Thursday night. We I, I had sort of an idea of what the Final Four would be like. Uh, I don't know if I've brought this up before. I, I've actually been to a Final Four before. Is that true? Yeah, in 2007, I was a player. Fact check yeah, that, Kyle. Yeah, He's I was a player. Uh, yeah, Kyle, Kyle's not even here. Let's, let's bring that up. Kyle Kyle was offered, he could have come to San Antonio if mm-hmm. he wanted. Um, he, On his own dime. He would, he, was, he would have to walk. He was offered <laughs> He was offered one of two choices. Go to San Antonio or go to the Masters. Mm-hmm. And they're like back to back. And he, he he picked the Masters in like the snap of a finger. So Tate and I are, we're, I guess like we're just going rogue. In general, like we're, we're going rogue with the podcast. Imagine we if we didn't have someone here that knew how to produce a podcast and, yeah. and I was just some, you know, lameless talent that had no idea how to do anything. We wouldn't mm. be able to do the podcast. Yeah. So no. lucky for you, Kyle. Um, So we I, I back to the point I was uh, uh I had an idea of what to expect with the final four because I I've been to that. I, I went to no seven and I went in 2015 when it was an indie. Um and I, I, I even went in 2010 when it was in India as well. Uh, but like, so I kind of had like an idea of what to expect. But what you and I are doing is, again, like the exact opposite of Final Four. And it has been a wild experience going to the college three-point contest. The the dunk contest was great last night. Um, getting ready for this three-on-three thing that we're very excited about. But then like going to the parties, this blew my mind last night. It's, it's been a fun time, Tate. That was a nice tease for, for some topics we're going to get into later. We're obviously, there's a weird, you know, anonymity to all this. We, we're, we're at parties. We don't want to come on and talk about people when they're they're out and, and they're acting, you know, not not in form, you know, like us. I don't want people going in there and be like, I saw Tate Frazier last night and that guy and he was, was sloshed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy was getting frame can Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. To, yeah. We're putting a very bad spot because uh, we, went, we went to, an, uh, yeah. For, first of all, we know that it sounds like terrible to listen to two guys just be like, man, we, we're here. We had a great yeah. time and you guys, you guys listening. That's it. not what this uh, podcast we're not, is. We're not trying to do that, but like, my God, there, there was a moment where we're at this bar last night and Matt Farrell is there, mm-hmm. who is is, is my friend of the program. Yeah. Uh, JP, JP sleeves. JP Makura is there. Yes. And an X sweatshirt. Connor Frankamp is there. Mm-hmm. Bob Huggins himself is there. Dakota Mathias. Dakota Mathias is there. Um, Wayne Tinkle, mm-hmm. Oregon State's coach, who is a good time. He was there. Andy Infield in a shirt that looks like he's ready to club his life away. There were also, like, basically everybody involved with ESPN was there, mm-hmm. um, except Seth Green. I hit my head on a swivel for Greenberg. I was ready for <laughs> Where Greenberg. Where is Greenberg? Are they, yeah. are they taking him out? Where's he I going? Um, I think he's back in studio. So we had all those guys there, and it was it was a fun time. Uh, but yeah, it's it's we're putting a tough situation because we, we we definitely want to tell stories because it's like fun and it's like we want to make these guys sound awesome. But at the same time, I think the only thing we can really tell to to sort of illuminate how we felt during this whole experience, being in a room and seeing Bob, Bob Huggins just have people, you know, just stand around him and just gaze at him. And then the funny part is, you think it would just be like fans and and the corporate right. people that are there, but you know, Dakota Mathias is sitting there and he's like. I love Bob Huggins so much. I'm so yeah. excited to see Bob Huggins yeah. talk to people in a room. Bob Huggins told me I should have come to West Virginia. I ruined their team because he recruited him. And like, <laughs> just, just to sit there and see like a player that you would think like, you know, who cares? It's just some other coach. And for him right. to be in awe of Bob Huggins the way that we were, it felt good. You know, that we're all just human when it comes guys, down to it. And we love my, Huggy Bear. So I guess, I guess the way to tell the story without like throwing guys under the bus and blowing, blowing people up is that. Every single one of these guys we met was exactly like I thought they would be. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> That's a good way to put it. It was yeah. awesome. The one, the one thing that uh, uh, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit is, uh, and I told you this when it happened, is Jay Will got me. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason, Jay Williams, formerly the artist formerly known as Jason, Jason Williams, Williams. Yes, Duke, but not that Jason of Williams. Duke fame. Yeah. Um, so I'm talking to uh, uh, Sean Farnham who works for ESPN covered, does the SEC games for ESPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Molly McGrath is standing next to him. They, they had done the uh, three point contest. Yeah. We just seen that. Yeah, we, we were at the event, we were we at were the event with them. Yeah. Um, so I'm at the, I'm at the bar talking to them and Jay will starts walking over to, to talk to them as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm like kind of in the way I'm kind of the odd man out and he has like something to say to them. So instead of like trying to like wait his turn or kind of like, interdi- he just, he, he goes in confidently Tate. He just mm-hmm. walks up to me and he's like, what's up, bro. Good to see you again. And daps me up. And the, the important context here is I've never met Jay Williams. <laughs> I've never in my life met Jay Williams. Good I, to see you again. It's yeah. like a nice, like, Ooh, I, and I, like I know, I know obviously who the guy is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the reason I'm, this isn't a bad story. This is a good story because it was such a, it was such a smooth goddamn move because the dudes like a national player of the year mm-hmm. walked up to me. said, good to see you again, bro. Like that. He gave me like the one arm, pat on the back with the whole handshake thing. Yeah, it the wasn't Chicago like a, Bulls point guard. He did. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a gentleman's handshake. It was like a, we are tight. Mm-hmm. It's great to see you. I love you. Didn't you listen awesome. to the pod? And I, I, I came away from that like, I, I know what you just tried to do there, Jay. Like, I know that you don't actually know who I am and you were just kind of like put in an awkward spot where like there's this guy talking to the two people you were trying to get to. Mm-hmm. But it worked. The best thing about it was you came up to me. I wasn't there when this happened. Uh, you came up to me and you were trying to do the whole like Jay Williams tried to like act as if he knew me. You know, like you were a little upset. <laughs> you were trying to like play it off. And then you like look and you kind of sit down for then you're like, but I think I like him. I no, think, I, like I, think I loved it. I didn't think I, I definitely did love it. <laughs> Which was I great. definitely did love it. And I had the Greg, I had the Greg Paulus moment last night. We had a lot of Duke people in the room because apparently every, the, the company that hired us. Yeah, they, they it's owned by Duke people. There was all the Duke assistants were there other than John Shire, which we miss Shire. But Nate James was at the game. Uh, Nolan Smith, all these guys were there. Uh, but GP, Greg Paulus, I, yeah, I'm going to call him GP from now on. Paulus comes up to me and goes, uh, my buddy keeps telling me I got to come on your podcast. <laughs> What does that mean? And I was like, well, Greg, I have a podcast. <laughs> well, Greg, first, <laughs> what first. Talking about? And then I told him, uh, I, I blew up Tate because I was like, yeah, my co-host hates you. He's a Carolina <laughs> guy. And he's like, he's like, oh, okay. Uh, is, it, is it really that bad? I was like, it's pretty bad. I mean, <laughs> but the thing yeah. is, I don't hate GP. I hate Greg Paulus. Right. Right. That's what I told him. I was like, I was like, listen, Greg, he hates you in the same way that every buddy hates you <laughs> not not personally not personally no, no. just like per- yeah not personally Sit just my mo- professionally not, amateurly not hate personally you. just more like we creamed our pants when danny green dunked on you like the, <laughs> the entire nation when danny green dunked on you was like yes <laughs> and you so even you even asked greg pause like yeah. I, I finally saw him you talked to him before and then as he was walking out you're like there's the co-host there's the man that hates you yeah what's your favorite moment on greg pause and the best thing about this i had no idea any, I didn't remember anything that Greg Paulus did in his career at the moment. It was like, a, like I was like just empty in my head. Yeah. It was like tumbleweed drove by, and I was like, I have no idea what Greg Paulus did in his career. And I just said Syracuse football because I remember it made me so happy. <laughs> Which to was see the him. funniest thing. Like Tay was trying to be nice because so so for the context for like people that think I'm just shitting on Paulus. Like Paulus was a, a assistant at Ohio State. Yes. And I got to know him pretty. You well. You were with the Ohio yeah. State. I never yeah. played for him, but yeah. like I I got to know him pretty well and. uh so I, I, I don't mind busting his balls and, mm-hmm. or, and whatnot, but uh, so I, I put Tate on the spot and I was like, Tate, what's your favorite memory of Paulus? And you could see Tate just being like, I don't want to, I just met this guy. Like, yeah, I don't want to be rude. Tate's, Tate's trying to be professional. He's mm-hmm. like, I, I don't want to burn bridges here. 
So you see his wheels turning, like, what can I say that that would be a compliment? And he says Syracuse football, which is like literally the worst thing he probably could have said. He started busting out laughing. He was like, okay, now what I expected. Most people would stick to basketball. Uh, no, Paulus is, uh, Paulus is the definition of a good guy. Yeah, GP yeah. is, uh, he could be good that's, guy. Uh, it, that's, it might that's why it's bad, fun to make fun of It might of be him. great GP, bad guy, cow guy next year. At this like, point. like I, I wanted him to spill dirt on Louisville because mm-hmm. I just like, you know, because again, but for, those, for those who aren't paying attention, Paulus, when when Mata, when Mata got fired from yeah. Ohio State, he was Paulus was like oh two. It was late in the season or late in the coaching carousel, but Louisville was open as you may have heard. Mm-hmm. Rick Pitino also got fired, so uh, Paulus basically it was like a stopgap for that David Paget staff. And so I was like, I'm sure this man's got some stories like mm-hmm. being around that whirlwind of Louisville basketball this year. And he was just diplomatic as hell. And it's like, come on, GP. He's like, you know, it was tough. You know, yeah. the team went like, through some things. I learned a lot. I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to grow from on these. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, be better coach for it. Like, Greg, just tell me about the hookers. Man. Let's just get to the point. Were there, or were there not hookers? Greg, how dare you? Reveal the emails, Greg. Um, so the, the, the three point, let's, let's talk about the three point in the dunk contest. Yes. Because again, we've, we've done the final, we're, we're going to get to like more final four talk. Um, we've already done final four preview pods, uh, Go listen to those. I mean, if if we could talk about what else is there to say about the games at this point, we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna talk about the games. People are gonna get mad because we didn't talk about Loyola enough, so we're gonna overcompensate. We're gonna talk about Loyola too much, and then Villanova fans are gonna get mad, be like, "We're the best team," and you talked about Loyola more than you talked about the best team, and then it's just a whole thing. I don't want to deal with that anymore. Let's just talk about the the, uh, the dunk contest. Okay, let's start there. I can do that. That's easy. Um, so we get to San Antonio. Yeah, we get we get into the hotel. We're staying out in like the country in San Antonio. Everyone before I came here told me I was gonna stay at the Westin in San Antonio. But yeah. instead, I'm at this nice country resort. It looks like somewhere Tim Duncan would frequent in his free time. It's, it's and one it's of those the Villanova places, Hotel. Yeah, it's one of those places they don't want you to leave, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Like it, whenever I come to a place like this, I get very excited in the first like 10 minutes. But maybe even the first day, mm-hmm. and then the second day, I, I'm like, wait, I like you get like, like Stockholm bullshit syndrome. detector yeah. start going off. I'm like, what what's going on here? What what do I not know about that? Why are you trying to keep me here? Well, one thing they don't have toothpaste in the general store. I went down there to go get some toothpaste. <laughs> I don't even have toothpaste here. It's impossible. I have no idea where we're at. Like the whole the whole grounds are are huge. Um, so so the three point dunk contest is this something Tate that you have cared about throughout your life? The college three point contest and the dunk contest are you like give me an idea give give the people an idea of how much do you what watch it every yeah yeah are you like a like block everything out of my schedule i need to watch this or you <laughs> no like one a, is like that no that does okay. not exist i think that I, I was trying to say this weekend the reason i was excited about three on three um i think the viewership habits of the NCAA tournament the final four it's kind of sad when you get to this point because yeah you've had just like this influx of games you've just been overwhelmed and then you just kind of like stops and it gets less and less and less and you just want more basketball so i've always watched this event because you know i, I there was always seniors in it that i usually cared about i remember david noel was in the dunk contest one year um that was amazing he did like a a, a backflip before he dunked or something crazy like that i can't remember exactly what it was but there was like so many uh I did a cartwheel yeah i did a cartwheel did a that's cartwheel. right i did a cartwheel yeah, and then that. did the dunk yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that was like a that was like at the, the time at the time it was the craziest thing anyone had ever people seen people lost their minds <laughs> when it happened They're like man david noel's and that was did the year he, just, he had the he had the kentucky dunk yeah. that everyone remembers so they kept like cut, cutting yeah. back to that like in case you forgot this guy is dunked in a game too um he can slam dunk <laughs> yeah. this is crazy yes so that's like my my greatest memory i, I think the three point actually stands stands out more because like every single year there is some sort of shooter that you care about that's in it. Um, And so that, that's pretty much where it stands. Like people want to watch basketball. So people tune in, but it's not appointment television by any means. I don't think. Yeah. Um, Did you watch, I mean, do you watch it? Do you get really? Yeah. I feel like that's not what everyone, it's kind of like if you're going by ESPN and you're kind of being lazy in the afternoon, you see it, you're like, 
oh yeah, I know, you know, Connor Frankamp. Oh right. yeah, I know Matt yeah. Farrell. Like, what are they up to? What are they doing? What is this? I, I will say though, the dunk contest is incredible. Like mm. every time, I, I I don't always watch it, but I always like see the highlights. Um, that's a sad place that we've. I think that's like kind of ruined dunk contest. Not to not to sound like a certain ringer employee, but like Twitter has kind of ruined um, the dunk contest. And just the I don't know. I think there's like a it coincides with like people. The NBA dunk contest is the same thing. Like people are bored by it and all that kind of stuff. Um, me, but but like you said, like David Noel's doing a cartwheel. Mm-hmm. What was that? 10, 15 years ago, and yeah. it was like the most mind blowing thing. And now guys go between their legs, and everyone's like, eh, they're like, can uh, you do something else? Um, I, th- I think I've seen it before, but including George Gervin, who right. was one of the judges here, and he didn't clap or do anything for any of these dunks. He was not impressed. So that that's been like I've always digested it by the. Uh, just seen on Twitter, like mm-hmm. hey, folks, did you see the dunk contest? Check out the, the winning dunks. Um, but, but the actual dunk contest is great. The college dunk contest is great. Cause you get guys who the, the thing people forget about the NBA dunk contest, you have to use NBA players. Mm-hmm. So it's not always like the best. I mean, they obviously are great athletes, but you, you, you get the college game opens itself up to guys who are just like insane dunkers, but can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually, a position. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, it like they have no shot at the NBA because mm-hmm. they don't have skill whatsoever, but they can jump out of the gym and it's, it, you cast I call a it the LD Williams. Yeah. That, that's what, that's like, and, so you get like, like and, and, and you got these guys that like, like this is almost like what they exist for is dunk contest. They're not mm-hmm. just like great dunkers. It's like they've spent their entire lives planning for like dunk contests because when they were 13 years old they could jump really high and they oh it, it's the first person that dunks it's like it, yeah oh he dunked in fifth grade oh he did well he dunked in fourth grade and then it goes from there so the dunk contest was it it, it was incredible last mm-hmm. night it was really it started off slow um as does everything but, in life but zach zach smith of texas tech and joseph kilgore i want to say yeah we'll just say of, kilgore of uh of um corpus christi he ended mm-hmm. up winning kilgore ended up winning uh he, he did it he did like a nasty like 180 between the legs and he did it on the first dunk which is one thing that being in the uh, being in the building for these i think it's built for tv which is what we saw last night whenever yeah. i watch it on uh like on tv back home it feels like it's this huge event going on and it's like the right. final four weekend and everyone's there right. you feel like you're in the arena of the actual you games feel, of the yeah, final four you feel like you also feel like there's just like this rotating cast of celebrities just popping it like you, you feel yeah. like just any at any time like jordan's gonna just pop his head and be oh, like, oh, oh there's a kutcher yeah hey what you coming to court side you know jay williams just kept pumping. But, but really you're like 45 minutes away from everything and at, at a tiny school um st mary's but uh yeah the dunk contest was great the um the crowd was like yeah yeah the, the scene was sort of different it was not what i expected i guess uh we'll, we'll say we'll say that like the biggest cheers were nate robinson yeah, i was gonna Just say like, the, re- the reason it was different is because nate robinson is an international celebrity if you thought sister jean was an international celebrity i don't know what you can say about nate robinson yeah. because the man walked in the building Every kid in the building wanted to go up to him and take a picture with him. He had at least 15 selfies before incredible. he even got three feet the four, into the door. The four judges for the dunk contest were uh, George George Gervin. Iceman, yep. Sean Elliott. Yep. Uh, uh, Spurs legend. Bruce Bowen. Nate Robinson. So you have Gervin. 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 Spur, Spurs legends. Ger, uh, Gervin, who is one of the greatest players in the history of basketball. Yes. And he gets introduced. And like the, the people that are like older than 40 are like, yeah, George. But yeah. there's like none of them there because it's basically the whole crowd is just like AAU kids. teams. Yeah, YMCA kids. Basically. YMCA kids. And then when Nate Robinson gets announced, the place just goes absolutely nuts. Everybody wants a picture with him. How do you not sign that guy if you're an NBA team? It's just like bring him in for the fans. We also saw kids. uh, You you got the like dunk. You got the little placards that you hold up the numbers Mm -hmm. uh, to to say like I I give this score. So they they have they only have them. uh, 
They have eight, nine, and then ten on the back. So mm-hmm. uh, those those are the only scores. A lot of kids, very proud of the future generation state. A lot of kids taking taking two of them. They mm-hmm. take one nine, they turn it upside down, place <laughs> turns it into a six, put it next to the other nine, and hold up a sixty nine. One kid was doing that after every dunk, and all of his buddies were high fiving him. And he was like okay. with this whole team. Yeah, and like the coaches are right there. And the best part is when they check it. Like they put it up. He had a nice little smirk, and then he yeah. checks it. Yellow insecure. He's like, "Do am I sure? Do I have nine six? And then he and then it, it all worked out. It was great. So uh, yeah, dunk contest was great. The w- kid from William and Mary won the three point contest. No, can, can we talk about the three point contest? Because yeah. the best thing about it was going into it, you had all these names that people liked. People were like, you know, I like Fran Camp. I right. like Matt. I like Matt Farrow. I like what he's doing. I like to go to Matthias. It was like the all these names, you know. And then in the end, we get these two guys that no one no knew one going knew. into it. The yeah. William and Mary Poor guy guys. who shot fifty percent from three says he's the best shooter in the country. Matthias told us he was talking some shit. Yeah, yeah he was talking shit in the post game. He was like, like I've been the best. I've been the best. I've been the best. This is no surprise. Andrew Rousey is another guy. Yeah, Andrew Rousey. We're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we got the three on three thing. We're about to we're about to go do that tonight. Uh, those of you listening, check it out. Check us out. We're gonna be on Twitter doing that. We're gonna be um, also on ESPN two on Sunday, Sunday. and that's uh, twelve to two thirty Pacific time. We have Pacific time. <laughs> no one, no one knows how to do the math. Here. Just, I, I just like doing that because yeah. people get so confused. Like, what do you, like what, what do you time? mean? <laughs> like, what? I don't know Hawaiian time. Um, we're we're doing that. We got our tuxedos. We're excited for that. Yeah. Uh, the Big Ten has a very good team. I'm excited to, to see the Big Ten win this thing. Um, you were talking to the Big Ten. They walked in. So all the three on three players are there last night watching. Some of them are like participating, obviously. Uh, we wish, you know, Matt Farrell and Connor Frank camp and some of these other guys were playing even like a, a Pac-12 team or Pac-12 player like Thomas Welsh, who was in the building, right. would play in the three on three, but they're not. But we see all those guys in the building. The Big Ten team walks by. You walk over because it's just like it's like seeing a cousin or something the for Big you. Ten. You just go over and you you become best friends with Jay Sean Tate. They are, they are ready to kill everybody. Yeah. Uh. So the, the, they, they spread the word through you. The Pac-12 does not have a team. Because You're the mouthpiece for the Big Ten. The Pac-12 does not have a team because the Pac-12 in tradition and keeping up with the tradition of the NCAA tournament, Tate. Mm-hmm. The Pac-12 decided play in general. Yeah. They decided to not show up. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Is that you like that joke? I like it. It's a good joke. Uh. <laughs> So the Pac-12 did not bring a team because literally like every guy was like, I'm not really interested. Mm. It's like, and then like the people putting on this event, like you realize you get a thousand dollars every game that you win. And if you win the whole thing, you get 50 grand. And they're like, yeah, not really interested. Do you? I don't know. And they're all doing like the kind of like side eye thing where I don't want to say it's because I believe I'm going to go to the NBA, but it's kind of like they think yeah. they're going to go to the NBA. It, it, it's that. Um, and then and then I was going to say like some of these other teams could have been good. Like the Big East should have been. They're, they're, yes. The Big East still has a good team, but they should have been stacked. It was like Blewett, Makura, Desi Rodriguez. And then what happens point, is. Yeah. The agents get the hold of these guys, start mm-hmm. pulling them out. They, you know, they're like, Le- LeBron never played in one of these. We're not putting you in one of these. And like, that becomes a thing. But uh, all that is to say, the Big Ten did not really do that. The Big Ten's guys, like, these might be the four best, kind of close enough. Like, yeah. th- these are th- like, I'm, this is this is about as best as you could have done with the Big Ten, and all these guys are like really ready to go. So I'm excited to see what happens. My biggest gripe with the Big Ten is how is Andrew Dockage not in this game? <laughs> And I say that sincerely. How do you not have Doc? It would have been awesome. I I, I just don't get it. It's it just too fun. easy. We tried to because the Pac-12 didn't bring a team. We tried to try to team, form our own. We team. tried to form our own team to play, which yeah. would have been. I think the people really wanted to see that. So our broadcast team is Titus, myself, 
Robbie Hummel and Kyle Montgomery, uh, and the four of us, you know, we all played basketball. We all we all shot last night, and before we got kicked out of the gym, you know, we, we yeah. could have done something. We would have we had a nice team. I would have thrown up everywhere on live TV, which would have been great, because these games, I've never seen anything like it. Like, they don't even check the ball up. It's like, yeah. you make a shot, yeah. you throw it out. People, if people you don't understand the rules it's of 3-3, awesome. it's, it's insane. Um, so... What general vibe of San Antonio? Give the people a f- we got our finger on the pulse. Uh, we were we were downtown last night mm-hmm. by the um, river. The first time I ever saw the river walk. One of the things. So I guess one of the things that stood out to me. I'll start. I'll answer my own question first. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I want you to answer it. I want you to answer this question. Uh, I, I felt like there weren't a ton of fans, like a ton of uh, Villanova, Kansas, Michigan, Loyola fans. I um, have not seen one Kansas fan, and that's not that's, that's not that's to not say we haven't been there. in the mix or anything, but I have not seen one yet. It's it's that. It becomes evident. You, you almost forget um, that the final four is sort of like maybe, maybe people just wait till like the Friday because then like now the week it like you mm-hmm. know maybe people just do Friday Saturday. You got to so, work, yeah, and you got to work. Some people have real jobs. I, I tend to forget this. Uh, but as you're walking around, it's basically just like a ton of really really tall people mm-hmm. um, wearing button up shirts. Mm-hmm. And they're all coaches or former players. And everyone's giving them like the little look where they don't know who it yeah, quite is. And yeah. they're looking for someone for confirmation, but no one quite knows who it is. And everyone's sort of looking around. They're not really sure. It's great. And then the people who are there are like not the fans of the teams. They're just like fans <laughs> of college basketball. Or they're just they're corporate their, sponsor people. Yeah. Or they, <laughs> who would have no idea. But, and they're doing the thing. Like you said, they got their head on a swivel. They're like kind of looking for famous people to get yeah. pictures with. It's uh-huh. like, is that Grant Hill? Is that, is that Patrick? No, <laughs> no that's, that's not, not Patrick. Grant. No, it can't be Patrick. Is that? No, it might be though. He's he's a coach at Georgetown. Right? Like he would be. Would he be here? He might be. You know, <laughs> he could like, be here. Like every one of those conversations is happening. Um, but yeah, it's weird because because in L.A. when we went to Staples, uh, you know, there's and again we we went on game day in L.A. So I guess that's different. But um. I, I just you know you, you kind of you kind of assume that it'd just be like a whole mass of just Kansas fans and and I would expect Villanova Michigan fans, fans to be everywhere. Yeah, um, I've seen three Villanova fans, and I had two Loyola fans come up and talk to us last night at the party, yeah. and uh, they weren't very happy with us. But we can get to that later. Let's get to that. Let's let's take a break and get to that. Let's do it. All right. Are you hiring, Mark Titus? I'm not. Neither am I. Posting your position to your job sites and waiting and waiting for the right people to see it. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. These invitations have revolutionized how you find your next hire. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive, so you never miss a great match. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. I believe ZipRecruiter actually used this to find Grayson Allen to be their intern last summer. That was uh, at Intersport. That was a pretty good idea by them. Good job, Grayson. Uh, right now, my listeners and our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash OSP. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash OSP. ZipRecruiter.com slash OSP. The smartest way to hire. Tay, we are also brought to you by Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Which I'm drinking right now. Coca-Cola. Oh, wow. Chugged it. Tay, if you're into sports, and I, I like to think that you are, uh-huh. then it must be your favorite time of the year right now. It is. It is in say March Madness. The Final Four is going on. Not sure if you've heard. In the three-on-three tournament. It's <laughs> also going on. Also going on. The madness just doesn't stop. With so many games, you never know what's going to happen. That's why you need to be ready for whatever the next round brings. Swing by Walmart before every game and stock up on Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, and Powerade before the next games tip off. Coca-Cola is the official fan refreshment of the NCAA. Be ready to watch all the games by picking up Coca-Cola and Powerade all tourney long. 
NCAA March Madness is not just one game. It is a whole tournament. It's still going on. Contrary to popular belief, it is the tournament is not just the first weekend, Tate. There is a Final Four still yes. to be played. Make sure you're ready. Refresh every round by heading to Walmart to pick up Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, and Powerade. Tate, we're not done yet. We have exciting news for all the friends of the program. The Ringer has new merchandise. We have a shiny new storefront where you can get hats, there's hoodies. Wait, what? And there's like a disrespectful dunk t-shirt. Um, so go there now. Uh, they are limited run items. They will not last long. People are going to be going nuts for these things. Yes, buy the, it. The internet is going nuts. They cannot get enough of the Irrational Confidence t-shirt. And once it's gone, folks, I it, I, it, it kills me to say it, but it will be gone forever. Forever. Um, so you got to, you, again, you got to go to the ringer.com slash shop, the ringer.com slash shop. All right. Sister Jean. And the Loyola Ramblers. And I say it like that because that has been the story. We have talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast. I don't intend to do it anymore after we do it right now. But we can't we we, we, we can't ignore it. We can't like again, we, we're we're just we're doing our jobs. We're, yes. we're talking about the story. That, yes. This is the story. A man came up to us last night, a Loyola fan. Yeah. He was like, I I am gonna give you shit because you guys, you know, you've been you've been against us the whole time. You haven't you haven't talked about us, you haven't discussed the team at all. When in reality, all we've wanted to do, granted, we have talked about Sister Jean, but all we wanted to do was not talk about Sister Jean. We had to talk about Sister Jean to say what the problem was. You have to point out the problem and then talk right. about the team. So we wanted to talk about the team, but Sister Jean was blinding all of us. And it seems like right now we're in the midst of everyone changing the tune on Sister Jean. And it's, it's finally happening. And we were the first people to say, it's not about Sister Jean, it's about the players. We were literally the first. The no. first. <laughs> literally the first. The only people that said that. Uh, and which, which one was first between you and I? I think I, it was I, Did me. we say it at the same time? Or, yeah, okay. <laughs> everyone takes credit for it, which yeah. is the best. I was the first. Um, it's so funny how it's all happening right now. And Sister Jean, I think that the reason that's coming out today is there's this picture that's circulating around, which I, I did some research on. It's not necessarily true, but someone took a shot. Someone, <laughs> someone took a shot. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's lie. Like, it's not necessarily true. We're just going to keep talking about it. It's that. a lie. Uh, but there's a picture of Sister Jean's press conference, and it's packed. I mean, it's uh-huh. like as if Muhammad Ali is like talking to the people and like right. you know enlightening everyone in a room. Um, but meanwhile, Sister Jean's up there, and she's like, I am an international celebrity. You know who I am. You know why I'm here. You know, I'm here so I don't get fined. Everyone's like, what the hell, Sister Jean? <laughs> what is happening? And and then they have the the shot of Towns, you know, one of the stars of Loyola's team, a guy who's probably their best player, I would say. I mean, people may say Custer, he's probably their most famous player, but Towns is probably their best player. And he has three media people sitting in the room interviewing him. And the way that it was tweeted out was that it said simultaneous media availability. And it was Sister Jean with the pack room, Towns with no one in there. First of all, that's not possible because obviously it's the same room. So it can't be simultaneous. So basically, oh, that, so what it is is that everyone cares about Sister Jean and no one cared about Towns to go to his press conference. But the point still stands that no one was going to to listen to Towns talk about his team making the yeah. Final Four, being the, the the team of Chicago. They have like the, the Navy Pier. They have Loyola up. Chicago is like adopt. They have the building, you know, where they put Go Cubs right. go or whatever. Now it says like Go Ramblers go or whatever. Like they have completely accepted this team, but somehow have only talked about Sister yeah. Jean the entire time, which was the whole problem in the first place. And that's what we said that's what we said all along and people people are rolling their eyes at us like why are you guys you guys are part of the problem because you guys only talk about sister Jean. yeah 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 
Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. The thing about it is there were so many other, I, and I, I've gone so deep in Loyola right now because I was so frustrated by the commentary coming back at us. And I was like, I want to know everything about the Ramblers. Right. Like I, I'm locked in on what this team has ever done in their history. I, I read about all about 1963. So if you want to talk about that, come up to me. I'll talk to you about it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure the Loyola fans <laughs> know all about 1963. Tate. It's like, why am I investing myself yeah. more than these fans who now have like all been on the bandwagon for two weeks now? Um, Sister Jean's been around like, you know, she she's all like she walks. She hasn't been in a wheelchair forever, too, which is what the crazy thing. Like she she was walking around in the Gentile area, you know, like not too long ago. And everyone's like trying to play this whole card with her. It's like, no, Sister Jean's a boss, you know, right? Like she runs shit. She's been handling shit for a long time. Right. Like, this is nothing new to her. Like she, you may think she's playing like the humble, like, you know, grandma, you know, this is what we said all along. This is not what it is. And everyone's talking about us like we're blasphemy and a nun. But. I mean, it, I'm respecting her brand. Did you see what she said? She was she was saying that God does not like the NBA. She yes. said that today. Yes, she said it's college sports first. She said she invoked God. Yes, she said she didn't say like I personally don't like the NBA. She's yes. like I, you know, I've been I've been talking. You know, it's all, it's Easter, um, so I've I've been talking to the big man upstairs a little more than usual. Yeah, um, and we've been talking. It about is good Friday tournament. You know, because that's as we celebrate the resurrection of, of Christ, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's important that I as I get on the phone with. with hold on, God, Paul. Paul, hold up one yeah. second. Uh, sister's calling me. Yeah. What's yeah, up, Gene? Yeah. Let's talk about the <laughs> let's talk about the NCAA tournament. And, and how's your, Porter your stance, doing? Hey, God, uh, what's your stance on uh, <laughs> what's your stance on the NBA? And God says, <laughs> I, I believe the NCAA kids play harder and they're not out for monetary gain. And yeah, amateurism <laughs> shall never die. <laughs> <laughs> says God. <laughs> oh my God. This is, uh, she's, on, she's been on a roll. And I think, uh, I just think it's funny now that everyone is now doing this. We're like, yeah, yeah the players aren't getting treated what, with respect. This is what we said from the start. This is what happens every NCAA tournament. This is what, this is what happens with every sporting event ever. This, this is what happens with America. Yes. We meme things you, out. You meme things, you, you milkshake duck it. Mm-hmm. You get to the point where you're like, mm-hmm. this is annoying the shit out of me. I actually don't like this person that I exalted and thought was really funny. DJ and, Khaled. And it's not like it's not like Sister Jean is is heinous. We're not trying no, to make that statement. It's not at all. a personal attack. It's not even attack. really her fault. We're attacking like, the meme. That's just kind of how like yeah the meme. I'm calling her Sister Meme. Sister from Meme. Now, from now on, there is a difference between Sister Meme and, and Sister, Sister Jean. Jean. Yes, yes. Sister, Sister Jean meme. loves those players, loves She's basketball, an and yeah. loves amateurism. Sister Meme has got to go. Is talking shit. She's got to go. <laughs> She's popping shit. Sister Meme has got to go. Let's just you know. Oh my God. Um... <laughs> There's, I saw uh, our, our friend of the program, Duncan Robinson, was asked. Uh, actually, I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to pull, pull it up. up the exact, I'm going to pull up the exact thing that he was asked. Hang on. I actually, I was thinking about Duncan the other day, and I totally forgot that when Duncan was at, or when Dockage was at Michigan, they had a podcast. Yeah, they did. Doc and Dunk. Wasn't that the name of it? Yeah. Like Dink and Dunk? Dink and Dunk, yeah. yeah. That's a... Uh, People forget Wait, that Dockage was at Michigan last year. So, so uh, Duncan Robinson was asked his the first question for him when he gets his press conference. And again, yes. this is a senior. Yes, this is a man who played Been Division three basketball, yes. transferred to Michigan, is now the sixth man. He's like he's playing behind a guy that he's much better than mm-hmm. in Isaiah Livers. Like he should be starting over Livers, but for whatever he's reason, better with the second unit. Beeline's got the the Beheim thing going where it's like we're going to play Livers, pull him out, and then mm-hmm. pretty much play you the rest mm-hmm. of the game. He's um, crunch time five. Yeah. Yeah, but he's he still graciously is like I'm gonna I'm gonna come off the bench. He, so this is a man who exemplifies good guy, good guy, college basketball, leading Michigan to the Final Four in his senior year, all that kind of stuff. Makes the Final Four. He's excited to talk to the media. Goes up to the podium, 
excited to take questions about his life mm -hmm. about he's probably going to get asked about you and i how could he not we've we've kind of helped make him famous mm -hmm. obviously how does um, it feel to be the new cow guy <laughs> um so, but what is this first question tate it's this duncan what what is the role of religion in basketball and does god care who wins and loses <laughs> that was what he was asked who that was the first that? question. Sister Jean? Yeah. Well, that was the point. It was like they were asking him because Sister they're, Jean because just, they're playing oh. Sister Jean and Loyola. And, and she's just she's now no longer overshadowing Loyola. She is just like casting this net over the entire damn tournament, the yes. entire Final Four. Yes. It's wild. What did and Duncan say to that? He said uh, his response was, wow, lots to unpack there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great response. I don't know what he said after that, but that's how he started. He was like, wow. Okay. That's, uh, In the beginning. Lots, yeah. So it all started. <laughs> Some say it started with a bang. Others say, you know. Get the little Darwin in there at some point, you know, just figure it out. You know? <laughs> there are many, many theories on how this all came to play. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think... It's the, it's at the point right now with the whole leading up to the final four. I wish it was quicker. You know, this whole I, I know that's it, the problem. It, it's nice that the teams had the five six day rest. I want them to be rested, especially with how Loyola and Michigan. I mean, that game is going to be so frantic it's, defensively that I'm glad they have days of rest. But it's also just this in between time where we're trying to find these little stories and we're trying to dig up old things, and it's. It's tough. It's tough too because it's just like it's hard on the players. Honestly, sure. I feel like you and I have having covered this, and I, I I felt this way as a fan even before I did this for a living. I felt this way as a player, mm -hmm. um, both when I was on the good team that when we were actually playing for a national title, and when we were at this point well out of contention. Um, you sort of like get to the final four, and it's almost like an exasperated, just like sigh of relief that like the season. You're, you almost feel like you're limping through the finish line mm -hmm. in a way because like you, you've had all these. I don't know. Listen, like you just want to you, you, you have the big burst of the start of the tournament everyone's jazzed up for that yeah then like the sweet 16 happens and everyone gets excited for the final four and then it just kind of like just it, it, it's almost like this is like a celebration like end of the year type thing but i don't know it's, it's, it's a, a little anticlimactic yeah, yeah it's like anticlimactic almost and people are like how could you possibly say that the national championship's awesome all that kind of stuff all of that is true it's just like this dead period just sort of I don't know. And if you're in the building, like last year when I was in Phoenix, obviously I had a rooting interest, so it changed sort of sort of my feelings about the place. But when you're in the building and you, you're not one of the four teams, and, and like they were trying to like recruit fans to come in down there in Phoenix, and like get them in the yeah. building, like they, they didn't have students there because like I, I mean I'll be honest when like you know you want to stay in your if you're in school you want to stay in your your city to watch the game like you want to be in the town to celebrate if you do win so yeah. like the environment feels a little dead it feels like a it's obviously well, a lot more corporate, corporate when you get yeah. here so it, it just feels like you're not playing college basketball anymore it seems like they've taken your sport and they put it on this big that's stage which is. is exactly what happens that's exactly what it is yeah that, that's I, that's the point I think I was trying to get to is just like it just feels just different and, and it's almost it's like a little dirty a, yeah but just, not in a, a bad way but it just feels like it, it's like we like you guys now let's just like prop you up and, and use you for this weekend and then we'll see you in a year yeah and like everything that makes college basketball great doesn't exist anymore um mm -hmm. i mean the, the games are still like i don't mean to to shit on the games because like we're like i think the, i think this final four is gonna be awesome um every final four that's ever happened in san antonio has been awesome yes um i think loyola and michigan match up really well with each other. It's the exact same game. They're the exact yeah. same game. Same with the other side. Same with the other side of Villanova and Kansas. The difference being like Villanova's a big man, can shoot threes. Kansas, big man, will dunk all over your face mm -hmm. um, and, and has that unblockable little baby hook. So that's going to be like interesting. So I think I think these games are going to be great. I think even even the, the idea that whoever wins the right side of the bracket is going to 
the Villanova Kansas game is going to just destroy whoever wins the left. I disagree with that notion as well. Like yes. maybe, maybe they will, but um, it wouldn't shock me if Michigan beat Villanova. It wouldn't even shock me if Loyola beat Villanova. Honestly. It wouldn't shock me if Loyola won the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, and that that was like the funny part. We joked about this when they made the Final Four. Everyone did the. I think Loyola's for real. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, of course they're in yeah. the Final Four and they have this great team. And I, I just, I, I wanted to get to a point where we talked about the basketball, which is what we were, we were trying yeah. to do the whole time about this. Uh, like every single team, they play this unique brand of basketball, which is very modern and, and very interesting. And you know, one, one side of it is playing defense and controlling the shot clock and taking smart shots. The other side is just a, 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 trying to Running outscore gun, you yeah. basically and just basically in four round one and just being better than you and blowing you. Yeah, off the it's court. like it's like the left side of the bracket figured out that being efficient is the best way like yeah work for the it's efficiency versus dominance yeah and then the right side of the bracket was like if you shoot threes and make them they're worth more than if you shoot twos and make them Mm -hmm. and that's how they arrived at like the modern ideas but uh yeah i think it's just like sometimes just throw the line the general sense of a final four is like I, i think just being around all the people and as we've said all these coaches that come in and all these these other players the programs for so many people that are here it's like their their season's over. They're it's done. A convention. They've already checked out. Even a lot of the media people, like like the ESPN people we saw at the at the party last night, they did the the, the dunk contest. They're done. I mean, mm-hmm. CBS has it from here. Mm-hmm. They, they might do like a sports center hit here or there. They're yeah, it's like five like, minutes. Yeah. But like their their season's pretty much over. So everyone's like kind of celebrating. And there's and I'm looking around like, is there not still basketball to come? Or you know, it's just like a weird vibe of, of even we were. You know, it was our fault. We were doing the same thing. Like we went to the three point and dunk contest. We had nothing to do with the broadcast. We didn't participate at all. And then we went to this party to celebrate ourselves. Right, that's like, what I'm saying. Like pat ourselves I, on the back. We have three mean. days of work. Like we've lost our edge. Like <laughs> yeah. like we as a college basketball, a collective college basketball world, we just like lose our edge. You come to the Final Four and it's just like a, almost a vacation, like a send off vacation. Yeah. For everybody it's like good good season everybody yeah we did it and and it's so it's so messed up because like literally the biggest trophy of the sport is being played for this should be like the most locked in that everybody is and it's like the exact opposite and then it goes back to the players too because i think a lot of people misrepresent what they're going through on this whole thing like i i I, I follow like the march madness like instagram story so they're just like following these guys around you see them like talking and stuff back and forth as they're like getting prepared for everything and it just, it's a lot. Like, it's like we're worn out from just like coming out here and like getting this experience, doing this new thing. If you're a player, you know, it's like, I may, they may have never been to San Antonio. Now they're, the players, they're here and they're trying dude, to the get. the Final Four. Yeah. It's grueling. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, Tate, that I remember from playing in the Final Four, uh, I don't, I don't know if it, it worked the same way now because it was 2007 when I did it. It's been 11 years, but uh, that whole week is just exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's like, and, and I didn't even play. I should bring that, that yeah, point yeah. up. I was but not even a real experience. I was not even a real player. Just the experience of like, like I think we got in on Monday or Tuesday. Mm. I think it was Tuesday. So, so you're you're in on Tuesday. You do like you're having like open practices. You're you're, you're kind of getting a feel for the the where you're at. Like you're practicing and like sometimes you're doing open practices where you got like all these fans out there. Other times you're doing um you're, you're practicing in these tiny gyms at like colleges or whatever. Maybe the Spur- when, when we played in San Antonio in the Sweet 16, we went to like the Spurs facility. Nice. Um, but other times we will just play at like a tiny college that has a gym that they'll let us use. So you're just kind of like, it, it, it's all disorienting almost. Um, there are fans everywhere. Like all the boosters are like staying in your hotel. So like every time you come down from the, 
Yeah, that, that's pretty much the. I think that's the thing that really that I saw it last night with some of the guys that were in the building. You know, like the the fans of the team. You know, and these aren't even guys that are playing. You know, there was some like Notre Dame people that were going up to Matt Farrell and right. they're like, Matt, you know, I've watched you all yeah. four years. I love you so much. Like my son looks up to you. He wants to be Dude. you. One, you know what I mean? That that like it's so if, nice to have that, but it is like the more you do that, the more you have every single time we came down the hotel for any reason, like. Anytime, if, if, I I don't I never got noticed, but like anytime I'd be with the other guys, they'd ask me to sign shit. But like, if if Mike Conley just wanted to walk down down to grab a candy bar from the lobby, there'd just be a mass of Ohio State people that would just come up to him and be like, "Good luck," you know. Like they're not even trying to be a problem, but no, they're, they're very much they're a problem. Be, they're trying to be the they're, opposite of a problem. Like, Good luck, Mike. Yeah. You, you got it. You got it. You yeah. got this. You got. Just don't think yeah, about just, it. Don't think. Yeah. Just, <laughs> don't even think about. Stay locked in. Stay yeah. locked in. This is everything. No you outside distraction. Stay locked in. Yeah. Um, He's like, all I want is a Snickers. Yeah, yeah. You're dealing, you're dealing with all of that. Um, we did a banquet where it was all four teams. Again, I don't know if they still do this. I'm not saying that this has happened. I'm, I'm speaking to my experience. We did a banquet where like all four teams go uh, and just like basically like the NCAA just gets on stage and is like, good job, everybody. Congrats on making it here. <laughs> you and you get, it. you did it. We got, we got size for our final four rings and they served us dinner, but like all four teams are there together and you, like everyone's sizing each other up and you got, you know that sort of thing going on. Um, that sounds funny just to think about like, you know, as you see these players in real life, you, there's some people that stand out to you. You're like, well, they're like that guy's like not as big as I thought. Like I saw Quinn Snyder from Louisville yesterday, right. the three on three thing. And I'm like, it's so impressive that Quinn Snyder so, was like so small and able to run that. Like, you know, I was impressed, about, but like but four teams sitting around sizing each other up. Th- crazy. Think about these teams are going to play each other. Like, yeah, I know. Like that's doing a, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. crazy part yeah. is like, I, you know, every, every basketball player, everybody that's yeah, like, Wagner's not as big as I thought. Yeah. Was. You always yeah. like every, really any, not even basketball, players anybody that's taller that's like six two you know you, you walk across another guy that's taller than six two you kind of like sight you're like okay can no, i take straighten it? your back out you're like take or, a little look, or if yeah. he's definitely taller you're like all right he's, he's taller than me but i could blow by him or mm-hmm. i could you know yeah, i can get I, lower I can see, yeah I, I could, <laughs> uh but you you, you, just, you just when you do that there's there's no consequence you just yeah. do it you just play out this fantasy in your head and then you move on but these guys we when we were doing it in atlanta it was like, we're playing. We're, we were doing it to Georgetown. Like, Greg's doing it with Roy Hibbert. And, you know, like, they're both looking at each other. It's like, they're playing each other on Saturday. This is happening. Um, So, the, all these things are... Funny story about that banquet, by the way. I just remember this. Uh, one, When we beat, we beat Tennessee on the road to the Final Four that year. And uh, Greg had a... Greg blocked a shot at the buzzer. Yeah. So, it was like a... Like a... It, it was a situation that caused for, like, the bench to run out and, like, celebrate and stuff. Yeah. Um, my walk-on roommate, Danny Peters, who's an assistant coach at Ball State now, uh, he, Greg blocks a shot. All the, the crowd, the, all the guys start running off the bench. Danny trips and like <laughs> face plants and they caught this on camera. So they're showing, uh, they're showing a montage at this banquet of all the four teams, like how you got here, you know? And it's like Florida, they got like Lee Humphrey, like breaking the net against, I forget which team he did that against. You got like Horford and Noah and they're showing those highlights and they're doing Torian that for Green. Yeah. They're showing, and also <laughs> I love, Torian, I love yeah. me bringing up Torian Green. Uh, they're showing all those highlights and they get to uh-huh. Ohio state and they're like, in the Buckeyes, their path to the final four. And it's like, you, you got and Ron it's Lewis, you a shark. Yeah. He's got Ron Lewis, a shot. It's like uh-huh. my fat face. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, come on guys. Um, <laughs> And they got the whole thing, and then they show the Tennessee thing, and they show my they show Danny running on the floor and face planting and sell it like they show they're just trying to show the bench celebrating, but they show Danny face plant and all the other players on the other teams just start dying laughing, and Danny's just like sliding down in his in his chair like trying to pull his shirt. Up. <laughs> It, he got absolutely roasted, like inadvertently. It was, but that that might be one of those things too, where all of your teammates, you know, like that's a little yeah. moment where they're like, "No, you don't." Like we can make fun of him. Yeah, you right, can't right. make fun that's of him. That's exactly like, what happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt so bad. I mean, think about it, like the, he he was a freshman, a yeah. freshman walk on. Yeah. Um, 
who was just in jumping the final with four. Joy. Yeah. yeah, he's just like, I'm just trying to celebrate. And now he's getting roasted on like the biggest stage of college basketball. With all the people of- that he respects, you know, that are his peers. <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he knew back then he wanted to get into coaching. So there's like that part of it too. He's like looking around at the coaches laughing. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, Roy Hibbert's uh, kid is never coming to my school. Yeah. So all of, but all of, uh, all of these things though, I mean like this whole week is just like a whirlwind. Um, you got media day going on. That's going on as, as you and I are doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we went rogue. We didn't, we didn't get to go talk to sister Jean today, but, uh, you got the media day going on where these guys are answering Duncan Robinson day, getting asked about if God's cheering for Michigan and bullshit like that. Um, I don't know. It just all, all of that like comes together. And I think, I think like, I think people realize that there are distractions, but you don't realize the magnitude of it until you actually like go through it. I think the good news about, uh, from what I've seen, so Andy Cass is doing all these like four minute, he sits down with the coaches and is like, how do we get here coach? You yeah. Know, like, you know, like how did this happen? <laughs> gotta like, have, gotta have a little luck. You yeah, know, you yeah. always gotta be lucky. So that was literally Beeline's answer. He's yeah. like the ball bounced the right way for us yeah. this year. We've had plenty I of think times. Said the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's like some years it just didn't work out. And then like Beeline brought up like the Maryland game. I remember that Maryland oh, yeah. was so close. Uh, and then he, he brought up, he was just bringing up like moments this season where they, they've kind of, and obviously the Jordan pull shot and everything. And then like each coach that I was watching, like then it was Porter. They talked to him. Porter's like, you know, this team, you know, three years ago we were in the CBI, you know, I was like throwing my jacket around. People were questioning what was going to happen with this program. And now we're in the final four. I've seen a vision be, you know, culminated. So I, I just can't believe I've got here. And then you see self and it's like, he's in his third final four. He's joined some elite group. You see Jay Wright, he's in his third final four. He's right. joined this elite group. All the coaches seem so like content and happy with how their seasons had been. Like they, right. like no one, it, it didn't seem like there was some team that still had like, like I thought Loyola a little bit may have like this chip on the shore. Like no one believes in us, but now that everyone no. has come full circle and the, them now, it's like everyone's so content to be here. It made me happy because I was like, no one that loses is going to be devastated. Like when Greg and you guys lost, like I knew like Greg and Kyle, they weren't going to be back. You know, it was like, yeah, that was devastating was for those guys. Yeah. It was devastating when, you know, North Carolina loses on the buzzer. It's devastating in 2010 when Gordon Hayward well, shot doesn't go in. I guess, you know? I guess we say that now, but like as the game starts to play but out, it was just, sure. it, but you're right. It yeah. was just funny that like everyone seemed very like, cause it, it seemed like everyone overachieved. Which the, was nice. I think the way you get devastation is when you have a sense of like, this is ours. We are winning yes. this. And we are the number one seed. And you don't win it. And UConn 2006. So the only, the only team that, that, fits the bill for is Villanova and uh-huh. those guys already have one. They yes. won two years ago. Yes. So like I don't think they're that devastated if they lose. And yeah, but you're 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 absolutely right. Yeah. It was just funny to me just to see all four of those coaches. But that's a because like last year Mark Few, like he was there and he was like, I have to prove I belong right. on this stage. You know, right. like, there was no But that speaks to the point of like the, just the vibe of the final fours. It's like everyone's just kind of happy. It's like what a fun seat. Everyone's patting each other on the back. It reminds me it, the Indiana State tournament did this when they they went away from class bat. They had they had the single class tournament forever. Yeah. And then they finally were like, we're going to play. We're going to split it up into classes. People were losing their minds. They're like, that's not how we've done it for a hundred years. We need one champion. Yeah. So what they did for the, for a couple of years, what their solution was, was we have four classes for so the small schools can still win the state champion. And then you take the four state champions and they play each other in like, in a, final little tur- in like yeah. a little tournament. And they called it like the tournament of champions. And it was like the worst idea ever because you have like a team that wins like the, the smallest school would play the biggest school and they would just get destroyed. And now you have these kids that like one state championship, but, but now, now it's like a de facto yeah, title. Like, they, they, they get their, uh, you know, they just get destroyed by the big school. Um, and yeah, but that was the, like, that's kind of the vibe I have here where it's like all these teams, like, like you said, it feels like all these teams already won their championships, yeah. so to speak. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, cause when you win a regional, you do celebrate like yeah. a championship, you know, like you get the, you get the yeah. actual NCAA trophy, you get on the yeah, stage, right. like you You're get the confetti, the Nets, you get so. everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. You do win a regional. You got any, uh, parting thoughts? Uh, we have three on three thoughts. I just want to say, um, we have, 
it's been amazing just being down here and having Robbie Hummel. Like Robbie Hummel's been sitting. He was sitting. He's gonna come on the podcast. He's gonna come on the pod, and he's definitely like gonna be a friend of the program. He was telling some hilarious stories. I don't know why, but like in my head, like I'd always like I'd seen Robbie play forever, but I just never. And I've heard him call games, but. His, he's, I think he's infectious as a personality. Like he's funny to talk to, and I think we need to have him on the pod. Which I, I don't, it doesn't come across when you're doing color commentary. Which is an, another. thing. He's good at his job. That's the problem. He's I know. Too good. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like he's doing like straight laced and all that. And, yeah. and I think that's the cool thing about three and three is that they're kind of letting us do whatever we want to do. We don't have to fall into those things. And I know me personally, I was schooled in like broadcasting, and I know what the traditional route looks like. So like sometimes I get trapped in that mind state. But you, wait, so, you were schooled in broadcasting. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did go to I school. I thought you were, I yeah, thought you just I, I delivered was out, posters. Yeah, I was just outside a house. Yeah, that one time. I thought you were, wait a second. I thought you were just like a homeless dude who was walking with a box of posters yes. one time. Yes. And he just got plucked from the. California. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we are excited for the three on three thing. Um, that, that will be very fun. I hope people watch that. Uh, I, please I, do. I, please do. It, it would be good, good for, for the brand. It would be good for us. <laughs> we're going, we're, we're presenting. So Tate and I's job is uh, after every single game, the winners get $1,000 cash, cash on the spot. And Tate and I's job is to present them with the cash. Yes. That's pretty much Drop it. that bag. We, we get unlimited beer from because Dosa Keys is sponsoring it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to sit in the Dosa Keys lounge. Dos, Dosa Keys? Dosa Keys. Dosa Keys. Dosa Keys. Dosa Keys. <laughs> all Dosa Keys. of that. Drink Dosa all Keys. of it. Duval? Duval. <laughs> Duval. Duval. Trav- That's Trayvon Duval is playing for the Dosa Keys. <laughs> Say that sentence. Um, but yeah, we're 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 just gonna be drinking beers, like just in tuxedos, in tuxedos on Twitter with, with duffel bags full of cash. Yeah, handing them to your favorite college basketball players. We kind of couldn't have envisioned a better scene for our skill set, and it's exactly hey, what I want to be doing. Speaking in my of going time. rogue, because that's mm-hmm. kind of like the vibe we have right here is like we're not really plugged into the the corporate Final Four thing. We're doing our own little <laughs> shit. Uh, how about the uh, Darius Baisley thing? Yeah, do we, do, do we want to talk about that? Quickly, for those that don't know, Darius Baisley was com- committed to Syracuse, to Jim Beheim. He decommitted from Ohio State. He's been kind of floating around. And then he came out and said that he wants to be a pioneer. He wants to go to the G League, skip the college system. And it's uh, this is going to be, a, I guess, the new way if he wants to be the first guy to do this. And, you know, even though Brandon Jennings was has already done this, Terrence Ferguson has done this. Well, they didn't go to the G League. That's the, that's yeah, the so that's why it's different. To, yeah. So that they went to the G He's League. He's going to revolutionize that's, the G League. Uh oh. I have a, I mean, it's just hilarious because Jim Beheim has all these old uh, comments that he made about the G League, kind of just like cover his own ass for like recruiting players. He's like, why would you want to go to Boise, Idaho and play yeah. for, you know, the Shockers or whatever team they have or Des Moines and play for whatever team? Like when you could play at Syracuse and be on national TV, why would you do that? Make $26,000. Like scoffed at the thought that anyone would do that. And now everyone's digging this up and throwing it back in his face. So that, that's probably the best part. It'd be really funny if, and funny is probably the wrong word, but, uh, <laughs> Hilarious! It would be absolutely <laughs> freaking hilarious. Basley Basley committed to Ohio State. He's from Cincinnati. Yes. He, he originally committed to Ohio State. Decommitted from Ohio State. Publicly was like, I, I want you to know why I'm decommitting. I'm decommitting because this program is in a state of turmoil, which it wasn't. They were, like Ohio State had gone from going to the Final Four and winning Big Tens to like winning 19 games. And he's like, this is this is a well, Katie Bates Diop was hurt. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I don't want to play for that program. They're in a state of turmoil. Um, kind of, he wasn't directly the reason, but like sort of got Thad Maya fired. Um, he became the mouthpiece for what people, what recruits thought about Ohio state. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it would be funny if like he got that modifier <laughs> and Jim, Jim Baham's not getting fired. I don't think he's retired, but like 
Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be funny if Jim Beheim was like, because like, this is what, supposed to be kind of good next year. Yeah. If he was just like, throws his hands, he's like, the hell with all of it. Like, I'm done with it all. And I know, but everyone listens like, but Buddy's coming in next year. Yeah, but, we, know. We, we know. We know Buddy's coming. We know Buddy's coming yeah. in. Buddy Love is coming. And I'll say it again. I think that's a reason why he wants to retire. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. I, I don't want to be around my son again. Four more years of this. Um, yeah, that's it. Should be a fun Final Four. I'm excited for it. We're very excited. We're we're gonna try to get tickets. Uh, if you know anyone, please reach out to us. Please drop the bag for us. We're gonna try to be there. We want to be in the building. Um, we're gonna be covering this three on three thing extensively. We're gonna be joking around. We may even have some guest appearances on the Twitter show. Uh, they're gonna come and talk with us. So tune in uh, three on three Twitter live, and then Sunday ESPN. We're also doing a podcast Saturday night after the games, after the semifinal games, right? Or Sunday morning. I don't know. Or Sunday morning. It'll be up. Yeah, it'll be up Sunday. It kind of just if we're in the building and we're at the game, and you know, there will be. We, I'll we, put it this way: there will be a podcast ready for Monday for like a preview of the national title game, whatever it looks like. If you get we'll us respond. in the building of the Final Four and we have the seats that we feel we need, we will bring the podcast <laughs> podcast equipment and record we'll live with live, you there, right there. Live podcast, there yes, with in the, the stands. People. Yeah, anybody that. <laughs> Get us. Someone drops a bag, gives us tickets. We will bring it there. You can come on the pod. You will be on the pod. Um, you will be our third we're guest. Gonna, we're gonna do one then. We're gonna do a, a, a national title recap. We're gonna try to do some some stuff like that. Uh, and then we got the Duffies next week, which yeah. I'm very very excited about. We're getting a lot of content for the Duffies this week, which is nice. Yeah. So we're gonna do all that. Um, thank you guys for listening. As always, good luck to all. Four, I hope all four teams win it. I, I hope, hope everybody wins. I hope everybody wins. I hope everyone listening, even if your team is out, I hope your team still wins. We've we've I've said all year that your team was the best team um mm-hmm. and I, I i'm sticking by that and that's why i think your team is going to end up winning the national title so congratulations to you guys listening um great year for you guys kansas <laughs> uh so you think kansas yeah i think I, I i've sold myself on the fact that i think i just we've done 40 million podcasts at this point so i think at one time i did talk about san antonio and can and kansas coming back here and being the underdog and no one's really so talking kansas, about them so are you picking national let's just pick let's just pick, let's pick the first rounds yeah so yeah. kansas villanova lock in your picks that's what that's all let's lock it in about. let's sharpie it lock it is sharpie sponsored content just that's all anybody wants to care about uh-huh. everyone's been everyone's just fast forwarding to let's get to the picks yes. nut up or shut up Kansas um, you're picking Kansas over Jayhawks, Villanova Rock Chalk I couldn't disagree more I think Villanova is <laughs> better than Kansas I think Villanova is the best team I think Amari Spellman's going to rain threes uh-huh. Alzabuke's not going to be able to guard him he's going to get in foul trouble and Kansas is Villanova but Villanova's just better. You know when uh, Vince Young beat Reggie Bush and everyone was like, you yeah. know, he should have won the Heisman? Jalen Brunson's going to win National Player of the Year and Devontae Graham is going to shake him up. Ooh, I like that And everyone's going to say Devontae Graham should have been National okay, Player so of the Year. Okay, so we're split on that one. Um, what about Loyola, Michigan? Who are you picking? Ooh, I'm going to go with Go Blue. I'm sticking with Blue. I like Michigan. I think they're a yeah. team of destiny at this point. Listen. Um, which means Loyola's probably going to win. I've made, I've made no... You know, I've, I've tried to hide, and I've made no bones about it. I'm cheering for Michigan. Uh, I, I, I'm cheering for Michigan's team. I'm not cheering for Michigan's program or their fan. I'm, you know, I, I, I we've played that out. Uh, you're, you're pulling for the players. So, you know, if, if, if you're new, if you're new to this podcast and you're thinking what I'm about to say is because I'm a Michigan hater, you are sorely mistaken. I want Michigan to win the whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I just got a, I got a bad feeling, Tate. I think Loyola is going to do it. You're rambling. I think, I think I'm a rambling man. Wow. Lord, I was born a rambling man, and I think it's, I think. Loyola, they're just like they got like destiny on their side. They got the they play great offense. They play great defense. They have those one players, you know, you know the players, yeah. like those guys. The the, the they hammer also, play. Yeah, they 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 won some games this year. They lost a few. They lost some games, but they like uh-huh. won a lot of games. Um, remember when they beat Florida? Yeah. Oh, I remember. 
So so we're split on that one as well. So I think it's going to be Loyola versus Villanova. Mm. Um, if that is in, in fact the game, I think Villanova is going to win that one. Okay. So you're gonna, you, so so uh, my so my Wildcats pick would be right. Your Wildcats pick would be right. If yes. you thought Loyola and Villanova were playing in the title game, who do you like? Um, I think Loyola at that point. They were the first eleven seed to make it, so I would take Loyola. What yeah. about if? So okay, so in your situation, you have Michigan and Kansas. Okay, who yes. do you, who do you like to win there? I think if I have Michigan and Kansas, I'm going to take Big Ten finally redeems itself. Okay, wins the title, seventeen year drought just for you. Yeah, for the Big Ten people, that would be awesome. Again, like I I want it to happen. I just think uh-huh. if, if that was a scenario, Kansas would then win. So um, so wow, it sounds like so it sounds like a sounds lot of like things can play out this yeah. weekend. <laughs> Well, there you have it, folks. Well, there there's you your preview. There's Those your are picks. our picks. Lock them in. <laughs> just Twist remember, it in. Lock it. Just remember, if if what we just said happens, you're welcome. You heard it here first. <laughs> we called it on this podcast. One shiny podcast, three on three tournament. We have all the picks. We have all the locks. We have all the sharpies. It's going to be fun in I'm, San Antonio. I'm, I'm excited to just stop talking and just play some play some effing games already. It's it's been too long. Let's just play the damn games. Enjoy the final four, everybody. Save the crew. Let's go put on these tuxes. 